But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Under the Influence digital box set, this episode is from Season 7, 2018. When Ridley Scott was an upcoming director, he shot commercials. One of those commercials was produced in 1979. It was one of those ads that I've never forgotten. 
It was for Chanel number no. five. It showed a beautiful woman lounging by a spectacular swimming pool. I am made of blue sky and golden light. And I will feel this way forever. Share the fantasy. Chanel number no. five. Later that year, Ridley Scott would direct his first big film, the futuristic Blade Runner. Because of that film, Ridley Scott was asked to direct what is considered in my industry as the best television commercial of all time, the futuristic 1984 for Apple. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. As I've mentioned before, that commercial would change Super Bowl advertising for all time. Ridley Scott would go on to direct many successful films. In 2000, he directed Russell Crowe in Gladiator. The film would go on to be nominated for seven Academy Awards, winning five, including Best Picture. Gladiator films have long been loved by Hollywood, the sword and sandals genre gave directors sumptuous visuals, violent tension, and dramatic storylines. But the gladiators of ancient Rome were different from the gladiators of Hollywood. To begin with, gladiators were the celebrities of their time. There were male and female gladiators. They even organized trade unions to protect their brotherhood. They rarely fought to the death. Most fights operated under strict rules and regulations and had referees. Gladiators were expensive to house, train, and feed, so their promoters didn't want to see their meal tickets needlessly killed. Bouts were usually stopped if a gladiator was seriously wounded. Defeated gladiators could still leave the Colosseum with honor if they had put on a good show. Only one in ten bouts ended in a death. Gladiators were sex symbols. Women often used to wear jewelry that had been dipped in gladiator blood. And gladiator sweat was considered an aphrodisiac and was even mixed into facial creams and cosmetics. And here's a surprising piece of trivia. Did you know that celebrity gladiators used to endorse products? It's true. Many of these early ads have survived on ancient frescoes and wall graffiti. Gladiators would endorse shops, foods, and weapons. As a matter of fact, Ridley Scott was going to have Maximus, the main character portrayed by Russell Crowe in Gladiator, endorse an olive oil in the story, but decided audiences would never believe it. But it was historically accurate. Celebrities have a long history in the world of advertising. They bring instant attention to a brand, they have sex appeal, and most have a certain X factor that hopefully rubs off on the product. And they are expensive. As a commercial director for over 25 years, I've worked with a lot of them. Most I found professional, smart, talented, and hardworking. Some I found difficult, but I lived to tell the tales. You're under the influence. 
my career, I've worked with many celebrities. The list includes people like the quietly funny Bob Newhart, the intense Kiefer Sutherland, a very hard-working Alec Baldwin, the deep-voiced James Coburn, and hilarious SCTV alums Eugene Levy, Rick Moranis, and Andrea Martin. I've worked with sports greats like Boom Boom Jeffreyon, who was off-the-charts funny, by the way, Olympian Silken Lauman, slugger Joe Carter, the legendary Bobby Orr, and more. It's always an interesting experience. A celebrity's time is very valuable and expensive. So even though you are paying them a ton of money, you have a very limited amount of time with them. So the anxiety in a recording session is high. Most of them I found to be very professional. Alec Baldwin worked so hard in the session we did together, he was working up a sweat. He cared about getting it right. Usually, I give an actor a bit of direction between each take, like, can we hear more of a smile on this word, or can you shave two seconds off your read, or can you give us a little more frustration on this line? That kind of thing. While working with Kiefer Sutherland on Ford TV commercials, he preferred another way of working. I would give him some direction, then he would bang off ten takes in a row, one right after the other, he would finally stop, and then step outside for a smoke break. While he was out, we would go through all the takes, make notes on what we liked, then Kiefer would return and I would say something like, okay, we like takes three and seven, but I need you to give me this section of the script again. He would take a deep breath, rattle off another ten takes in a row, then off to another smoke break. His method was unusual, but I would always defer to a celebrity's preferred way of working. As a matter of fact, before starting a recording session, I would find a moment to ask the celeb what way he or she liked to work. I always enjoyed watching a celebrated actor in the studio. I loved to see their singular talent emerge, where I could see that thing they had, the X factor, the charisma, the wonderful voice quality, or the solid gold instincts they possessed that separated them from the pack. One such session stands out for me. I was directing a big Labatt's radio campaign in the early 90s. We decided to record it in Los Angeles. The reason for that was talent. The beer industry eats up a lot of actors in Canada. Back then, once an actor did a commercial for one brand, he or she couldn't do a commercial for a competing brand for a long period of time. Therefore, the best actors would often be locked up with other beer brands. That was the case with Labatt at that moment in time. All of the actors we wanted were tied up with competitive brands, so we decided to cast in Los Angeles. I needed about 10 excellent comedic actors for this campaign. We hired a Hollywood casting company, and they auditioned the best comedic voiceover actors in town. One of the roles I needed was a really funny actress in her late 20s or early 30s. I must have listened to over 40 actresses auditioning for the role. They were all good, but one of them was outstanding. Her timing was fantastic, her delivery was hilarious, and her tone priceless. We hired her on the spot. At the recording session, it was quickly apparent she was the youngest, least experienced actor in the studio. The other actors were old pros who all knew each other, like Edie McClurg from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Sam McMurray from the film Raising Arizona, and Bob Ridgely from the sitcom Coach. But this young actress didn't know the other actors. She was new to the biz. She was super quiet and very shy. 
but when it was her turn, she would walk up to the mic, deliver her lines brilliantly, have us all laughing hysterically, then she would just shyly tiptoe back into the corner of the studio until she was needed again. So shy, but so good. Her name was Ellen DeGeneres. I hear she ended up doing okay. One of my favorite celebrity casting stories revolves around another beer campaign. My company had been hired to write a television campaign for Moosehead Beer. We wanted to find a very specific kind of actor. The commercial we wrote revolved around a guy sitting at a bar talking about why he liked Moosehead. It was going to be a solo performance, so he had to have an unusual and compelling personality. But all the actors we wanted were tied up with competitive brands. So the decision was made to cast in New York. A casting company was hired. I told them that we were looking for a comedic male actor with personality who could carry a monologue. A few days later, I got a call from the casting agent. She said, Alan Arkin wants to do the commercials. I said, which Alan Arkin? She said, the Alan Arkin. I said, I don't understand. We weren't looking for celebrities and we certainly couldn't afford one, which I'd already told the casting agent. She then proceeded to tell me that while she was having various actors audition the Moosehead scripts, Alan Arkin was in the next studio, overheard the auditions, and approached the casting agent saying that he thought the scripts were funny. Not only that, but he had a summer place in Nova Scotia, and Moosehead was his favorite beer. Would they consider me? he asked. First, I said to the casting director, we would love to have Alan Arkin in the campaign, but we simply can't afford him. Alan said he would make himself affordable, she said. Really? Wow. Let me talk to the Moosehead client. Okay, this never happens. You never have a celebrity overhear your scripts. They never ask to be considered for a job. And they never, ever, ever make themselves affordable. Ever. So I called our Moosehead client and said the casting was going well and that Alan Arkin wanted to do the campaign. He said, which Alan Arkin? I said, the Alan Arkin. But we can't afford him. Apparently, yes we can. And that's how Alan Arkin ended up filming a Moosehead campaign for us. Do I really need my shirts any whiter? Hmm? Do I really need a turbo anything? Must there be air pockets in my sneakers? If something's new and improved, what was wrong with it in the first place? Why didn't they just say, don't buy this yet, we are going to improve it? That's why I like Moosehead. It's brewed by the original family, unchanged and unimproved since 1867. Which means, they got it right the first time. Moosehead. They should give seminars. That ended up being a very successful campaign for Moosehead. And it was named the TV Campaign of the Year at the annual Television Bureau of Canada Awards. All due, I happily say, to Alan Arkin's famous slow burn delivery. I did a campaign with the talented Jonathan Winters once. He was in an ornery mood that day, and it didn't go well. We had five commercials to do when he walked out of the studio after recording only three of them. Not fun. One of the other directors at our company was once working with a famous actress for a big campaign. 
He and the clients flew to New York on a Saturday, as that was the only day this actress was available. She was in a top sitcom, and the scripts were written specifically for the character she played in that show. But when she got to the studio, she informed the room she refused to do the character from the sitcom. When it was pointed out that the scripts were written for that character, she rolled her eyes and stomped out of the studio. Here's the important part. The ad agency wanted to work with her because of her sitcom character, and that important information had been relayed to her agent before hiring her. The actress ended up at a coffee shop around the corner from the studio. The pirate director was on the phone with her agent trying to salvage the situation. The agent had a phone on each ear, one talking to the pirate director, the other trying to talk his famous client into returning to the studio. Eventually, her agent persuaded her to come back, but she still refused to perform the sitcom character. Instead, she assumed a much less interesting character voice and the scripts died a slow, expensive death. I won't kiss and tell, but this actress used to be on Cheers. I'll let you figure it out. But that's the way it goes sometimes. When you hire a celebrity, you are clearly willing to spend big dollars to tap their special talent. But occasionally, an expensive celebrity is hired for reasons I could never quite figure out. For example, my company was hired by a Detroit advertising agency to write and direct a radio campaign for the Chevy Venture minivan. I was to base that radio on a Chevy Venture television campaign the ad agency had been running for a while. Sure, things have changed. But you still need a little freedom. The all-new Chevy Venture is here. I was told there was a long-time celebrity voiceover on this brand. I was surprised to hear that, because I had seen many Chevy Venture commercials on TV, but never discerned a celebrity voice on them. And I'm pretty good at that. Did you recognize the voice in that commercial? It was Drew Carey. I had no idea he was the voice of Chevy Venture. The ad agency had just been using Drew as a straight announcer. In other words, they weren't tapping into his comedic talents, even though they were paying him a fortune, which I never understood. So when we wrote commercials for Drew, we wrote funny ones where he could shine. He had a lot of fun doing them, and he was a lot of fun to work with. I also directed quite a few TV voiceovers for Capital One commercials. When I was hired, I was told there was a celebrity voice already attached. Again, I was surprised to hear that. I had seen many Capital One commercials on TV, and they were good. It was the Hands in Your Pocket campaign. But I never noticed a celebrity voiceover on the ads. See if you recognize the voice. Hands in my pockets, hands in my pockets, hands in my pockets. With their high interest credit cards, banks always have their hand in your pocket. Get them out with Capital One. Great low rates, no annual fees, and rewards you can actually use. What's in your wallet? Could you place the celebrity voice? He was the long-term voice of Capital One. It was none other than Randy Quaid. I always wondered why Capital One was spending so much money with Randy when no one knew it was him. He didn't have a distinct voice like Kiefer Sutherland did, and the straight scripts Quaid was given didn't showcase his talent at all. I mentioned he was the long-term voice of Capital One. That is, 
until he got into a little bit of trouble. As you may remember, he and his wife fled to Canada because they believed they were being hunted by Star Whackers, a group of embezzlers intent on murdering Hollywood celebrities to gain access to their money. It became quite the news story. I wondered how long Capital One would keep working with Quaid with all that odd controversy swirling around. Not long after, I was again hired to direct the voiceover on a new Capital One commercial and was told Randy Quaid would no longer be the voice and a new non-celebrity actor was hired. Celebrities can be a powerful aspect of marketing campaigns. They can also be expensive problems. As Ivory Snow would discover one day. And we'll be right back after this message. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're enjoying this episode, why not dip into our archives? Available wherever you download your pods. Go to terryoreilly.ca for a master episode list. Speaking of expensive celebrity problems, I'm reminded of the face on the ivory snow boxes. For years, there was an image of a pretty young mother holding an adorable baby to her cheek on the front of ivory snow boxes. As it turned out, the model from that famous photo had died in 2009, and I was reading her obituary. That model, much to Ivory Snow's everlasting chagrin, went on to have another career. She became one of the porn industry's biggest stars. Her name was Marilyn Chambers. 
Chambers was born in 1952. Her father was an advertising executive in New York. No doubt influenced by her father's industry, she began auditioning for advertising modeling jobs and landed a big one in the early 70s as the face on ivory snow boxes. A few years later, Chambers moved to San Francisco and got into the porn business. Ironically, the ivory snow slogan was 99 and 44 one-hundredths percent pure. The juxtaposition of a porn star and an ivory snow model made for some titillating publicity the porn industry loved, and Procter & Gamble didn't. Did you know that some celebrities own advertising agencies? It's true. The Huntley Brinkley Report is produced by NBC News and brought to you in color by Bold. Back in the 70s, Chet Huntley, one half of the famous Huntley Brinkley anchor team for NBC Evening News, was a partner in an advertising agency called Levine, Huntley, Schmidt and Beaver. Huntley had recently retired in 1970, and the upstart agency needed a high-profile name to help it attract clients and land lucrative television accounts that paid more than print. They approached Huntley to join the ad firm. He accepted. So Levine, Schmidt, and Beaver became Levine, Huntley, Schmidt, and Beaver. Spike Lee has an advertising agency called Spike DDB. He's affiliated with global ad agency DDB, a company you often hear me talk about on this show. One day, the creative director on the Nike account went to a movie. Before the film started, he saw a trailer for another movie called She's Gotta Have It. It was highly unusual. In the trailer for the low-budget film, the movie's young director, Spike Lee, was on a street corner selling tube socks. Tube socks, tube socks, tweet fight out, tweet fight out, tweet fight out. Hi, I'm Spike Lee. I'm not directing. I do this. It pays the rent, puts food on the table, butter on my whole wheat bread. Anyway, I had this new comedy coming out. It's a very funny show. She's got to have it. Check this out. Then a few scenes from his movie played out, and near the end of the trailer, Spike Lee reappears, saying... So you're bugging out, right? You're gonna go? You're gonna go? You're gonna go? You're gonna go? If you don't, I'll still be here on this corner. Tube socks! Tube socks! Three fight out! Three fight out! Tube socks! Three fight out! The Nike creative director was completely intrigued. The next day, he called Spike Lee. He asked him if he would like to star in and direct a Nike commercial. He said he would pay Spike $50,000. And by the way, he'd be directing Michael Jordan. Spike Lee thought it was a prank phone call. It wasn't. Yo, Mars Blackman here with my main man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stunts? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes it, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? Spike went on to direct quite a few Nike commercials, and years later, he started his own advertising agency. Spike DDB now creates advertising for clients like Cadillac, Pepsi, and even Bernie Sanders. I was once speaking at a marketing event 
And in the very next conference room was another person talking about his advertising agency. His name was Gene Simmons. Yep, Kiss Baseman and Tongue Meister Gene Simmons had an advertising agency for many years called Simmons Abramson Marketing. One of the campaigns they developed was the long-running I Am Indie advertising for indie car racing. The Rock just announced his new advertising agency. It's called Seven Bucks Creative. The name was inspired by a specific event. In 1995, The Rock, then known as Dwayne Johnson, had dreams of becoming a professional football player. Johnson, by the way, is half Canadian. His dad was born in Amherst, Nova Scotia. So Dwayne Johnson tried out for the Calgary Stampeders and made the team. He played his first game against the BC Lions and, two days later, was cut from the team. On a dejected ride home, he looked in his wallet. He only had $7 to his name. That's when he made a decision not to let this rejection stop his dreams. As he later said, making pro football was the best thing that never happened to him. Instead, Dwayne Johnson turned to pro wrestling, changed his name to The Rock, then took that fame to Hollywood, became a movie star, and found himself working with all sorts of brands and endorsements. Over time, he decided to take that expertise and start his own marketing firm, to not only work with advertisers, but to create the advertising too. And that is how Seven Bucks got off the ground. Once upon a time, advertising agencies would hire celebrities. Now, celebrities are advertising agencies. When advertising and celebrities collide, it always makes for interesting sparks. First, the stakes are always high. Celebrities cost big money, they have big opinions, and they make big demands. There is always an undercurrent of tension in recording sessions and film shoots. But if the commercial is good, a celebrity's presence can be rocket fuel. Other times, it can backfire. In some of the stories today, celebrities were difficult to deal with. Two of them stomped out of the studio in the middle of recording sessions. Some celebrities get into trouble outside the recording studio. Just when a brand is paid big money to rub up against a celebrity, they find themselves suddenly trying to distance themselves from the star. Then there are the amazing performers, like Bob Newhart, who was a genuine pleasure to work with. Alec Baldwin, who worked so hard to get the reads just right. And Alan Arkin, who miraculously appeared in our casting and kicked our campaign through the goalposts. And every once in a great while, the gods smile down on you, and you catch a star on the cusp of superstardom. Like that very shy Ellen DeGeneres. Advertising agencies used to compete with each other to land top celebrities. Now the celebrities are opening up their own advertising firms to compete with those agencies. It'll be interesting to see who wins that sword fight when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly.
Under the Influence was recorded in the Terrestream Mobile Recording Studio. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Digital content producer, Sydney O'Reilly. Check us out on Facebook for some fun behind-the-scenes content. See you next week. This episode brought to you by... Wonderful Ivory Snow. Be careful how you use it. We'd like to see your mug shot. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Purchase an Under the Influence coffee mug, then send us a photo of you listening to the show with the mug. We'll post it to our social media. Go to terryoreilly.ca slash shop. Every purchase supports the show. We appreciate it.